Welcome back to the program. This is part two in my series covering what I consider to be America's most important issues. The issue I want to discuss in this segment is security. I think with what happened in 9-11 showed us what complacent enforcement of security offers. Along those same lines, even as we tighten our grip a bit, we have ongoing security problems. Inside the country, there are many existing security threats which need to be addressed and fixed. Let the politicians address and readdress the issues. That's all they're good at anyway nowadays, is addressing the issue. Nothing gets fixed. We have to actually fix the problems, not just talk and debate about them. There are many factors involved, and there are many reasons our country has security shortcomings. One of the first issues is enforcement. Stop letting the media fool you into believing that our enforcers are all gun-wielding, trigger-happy racists that are never held accountable for their crimes. The vast majority of our security team, and I'm talking about our police officers, our Border Patrol personnel, stateside military and guard personnel, TSA, and everyone assigned to the responsibility of keeping and maintaining the peace, and even the people checking you into sporting events and concerts, everyone is assigned to the role of security. Sure, there are some, and by by some, I mean, factually speaking, a very, very small minority that are weak links in the chain. Some are outright criminal and dishonest, and others abuse their positions, but that's a very, very small percentage. The majority are decent, hardworking, honest people who believe in what they do and truly want to serve as expected and demanded. So what is the problem with enforcement? Well, it begins with the people, all of us. Our enforcers work for us, so we need to keep them honest keep them disciplined, keep them equipped, keep them motivated, and keep them educated and trained. Their jobs are not easy. We need to show them respect. Stop always viralizing the bad acts they do. Sure, we need to spread the word about those that are abusive and dangerous, but we need to spread the word also about what good is going on. By just viralizing the bad acts of poor judgment and criminal abuses, we're just emphasizing what the media wants us to believe, and that's that all police officers are racist and dangerous. By sharing the good acts, and I believe good far outweighs the bad, we can balance the tables the way they actually are. Tell the truth for once. We'll be passing on the truth that the majority of those charged with our security are doing a great job and genuinely treat people with respect, the people that they're protecting. We need to also stop making their jobs miserable and more difficult. If you're wrong, own it. Stop putting the blame on them for doing their jobs. Each time they experience misery and hatred for doing their job correctly, well, that's just one more step in the wrong direction for them. Some of them just push through it, while others might be one step closer to snapping. They have very stressful jobs with a lot of responsibility. Just try supporting them when they're right. They are right way more often than they're wrong, and a little support goes a long way. Another issue about security is the laws that we have in place. We need to ensure we have adequate laws in place and that those laws that don't apply anymore are removed. Remember, we have three branches of government to oversee. Each of them works for us. The executive branch, those who enforce the laws, the police, the president, anyone charged with executing and enforcing the laws, that's our executive branch. We also have a legislative branch, those who make the laws, Congress and state legislators. Now finally we have the judicial branch, or those who interpret the laws, courts, judges, and so forth. Now if we want our laws changed, we can either A, wait for our legislators to politic themselves around for years and years, spouting out rhetoric and collecting tax-funded paychecks and benefits, or we can do something about it ourselves. What can we do? Well, believe it or not, there are things that can be done. Believe it or not, as a citizen, you can't introduce a bill to become a law yourself. Like I said, the power lies with the people. I was going to get into the details of how this can be done, but after writing down all my notes, I realized it would consume way too much time for a single broadcast. If you're sincerely interested, the information is available online. 
The U.S. Congress has a website, and along with other reputable legal sites, they offer templates and outlines on the policies and procedures, and they get very specific on how to introduce bills. The information is available for citizens as well as elected officials. So, if you're interested and diligent enough, you can even see if your elected representatives are actually doing their job correctly. Now, back to America's security. Immigration is another important part of our security. If we want to remain as safe as possible, immigration has to be done legally. It's that simple. Now, build a wall, don't build a wall. To me, the important thing is keeping those out who wish us harm and letting those in who want to contribute. There are, of course, some special considerations regarding political asylum and so forth, but that's not as big a problem as the others. If we're going to let our politicians solve this problem, we're not going to get anything done anytime soon, and the results are going to be politically diluted and far from the standards needed to ensure our safety. On that same note, if we're going to allow some illegals and not some, and keep some and send some back and not pin down the real issue, which is security, and not the media exploited issue of fairness, then we need to build a wall. We can't wait for the debates to end, because they won't. We can't wait for everyone to be happy, because it's not going to happen. We need security, and it needs to be realistic and rock solid. Remember, our homes need to be safe first. We need to ensure our security, and allowing non-citizens to freely come and go is not right. It's not safe, it is divisive, and it is not fair to those who already live here as citizens. It is not fair to put their safety at risk because we want to be fair to all those poor illegals who just want a better life. By allowing immigrants into this country without going through the legal process, we're infringing upon the personal safety and personal liberties of every citizen in this country. It has to stop. If you don't want a wall, then come up with a better solution. Stop presenting arguments and start presenting solutions. There isn't an argument in history that's ever made a difference. Only solutions, followed up by actions, make a difference. Our security is important enough to fix, and it needs to be fixed now. Let me offer a brief analysis to back up my opinion. I live in an average-sized community with an average number of people, people from all different walks of life. Our community is quite diverse, but we consider our community as a family unit. It's a new community, and for security, we started a community watch program. That way, we could keep better watch as to who comes and goes and do our best to address any issues around the community as they arose. One defining feature about our community, it's very open, and we often have people from neighboring communities walking through on our sidewalks and our pathways. Now, one thing to note is we live in a hot climate, and on some days the temperature can get more than 100 degrees Fahrenheit. So to offer some relief and some enjoyment, the community got together and put in a community swimming pool. Since we wanted people to be safe, and because we didn't want too much additional costs, the homeowners put up signs around the pool warning people that there's no lifeguard and they must swim at their own risk. We knew this would probably encourage parents to keep an eye on young children and so forth. Well, the other communities around us didn't have a pool. So on hot days, many of them would come in our community and use ours. We met together and decided that was fair for them to be able to do this since it gets hot and we want to be neighborly and we want to let them have access and enjoy something we have that they don't. As time passed, more and more people from other communities started coming in and using our pool. On some days, there were more than there were of us. And with so many people, we started to have issues with damaged lawn chairs and tables, and we had to hire extra help to clean the trash around the area and extra workers to clean the pool. Well, we endured the cost because we wanted to be fair. One day, though, some people from one of the other communities were playing around, and one of them was pushed into the pool. Unfortunately, the person couldn't swim very well, but the other people managed to get them out 
before they got hurt. Well, word got out, and our community came together and hired a lifeguard to help keep our people safe. We shared the expense as a community because we wanted to maintain fairness and still keep the enjoyment of the pool and the safety. As time went by, we continued replacing broken equipment and cleaning the trash and getting the pool cleaned. We hired more lifeguards, and we did all this at our community expense so everyone could freely enjoy what we had. One night, while the lifeguard was off duty, kids from another community came into the neighborhood and bullied some of our children, some of the ones who lived here. The next day, we met as a community and decided to hire after-hour security to prevent these kinds of things from happening. Again, we foot the bill. As time passed, those bullies from the other community learned the schedule of the security patrol and were able to avoid contact while they made their way to our pool. As before, they started causing trouble with some of our kids in our community. Only this time, one of them got thrown into the pool and drowned. We did what we thought was best and safe, but the child's parents sued our community over the child's death. And although the kids responsible got in trouble, our community was responsible as well. This lack of security and foresight cost someone their life. Plus, it cost the people in our community a lot of money for the lawsuit. After the dust settled, we put up a perimeter fence around our community. We added controlled entry points and guards. We did the same around the swimming pool. We did all this at our expense. After all the good we thought we were doing, we ended up suffering in many ways. Our community was now divided instead of a family. Those who opposed the pool were screaming and mad because they had to pay for all this when they were against it from the beginning. We had those from the other communities criticizing us for keeping them out when they got used to swimming in our pool and using it. It became a nightmare for everyone, all because we chose perceived fairness over practical security. Now this story is fictional, and I really didn't do the best job of getting my analogy across. But the point is, our security is paramount to our way of life. It's been neglected, and it's been completely politicized. And it's actually in danger of continued failure. We really need to take control and fix it. Dangers don't go away and they don't pause while we figure out how to make our families safe. Division, loopholes, and gaps are all opportunities for those who wish us harm. Let the politicians figure out the law and figure out the DACA problems. Our home needs to be safe and waiting for them might be waiting way too long. I believe in the wall because I know of no other solution. There aren't any other solutions being offered, so the wall is the best we have for now. If you're against the wall, then offer a solution. Stop just offering opposition. Thank you for listening. In the next segment, I'll continue discussing some of America's important domestic issues.